that doesn't that's what doesn't make sense to me you're gonna make up your mind now i just i just think it's a little dumb it pisses me off that he does no 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 this is different it's definitely different really on my nerves right now you're listening to the loose change podcast with your hosts nick waglia and jaris galley Couch Guest Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode number 75. Took us a little while to get going tonight. Not that you guys need to know any of that, but we were supposed to start the show a half hour ago. But uh, but one of our hosts, one of our co-hosts, a little technically uh, deficient. So we're here now. We got the My show bad. rolling. We have no Jared this week. We got producer Pat being quiet in the background, per usual. We got no Jared this week. Jared's being a little sick bitch boy. So instead, we brought Connor on. Connor's been on plenty of shows now. So What's up? Is, What's up, everybody? This is the first time we got Connor on in a little while. but So we got Connor on the show this week. And we're going to try to keep it a little short, see how that goes, since we usually run about 45 minutes to an hour. We want to test a little something-something with this half-hour episode. So, uh, so let's see. A little something-something. little something-something. So, uh, so let's kick this off. All right, weekly dump. Aaron Rodgers left the game on Sunday night after being carted off with a knee injury. It literally looked like a season was over. Everybody was having meltdowns on Twitter. Thought Aaron Rodgers was done. There was a lot of big injuries on Sunday. Looked like Aaron Rodgers was toast for the season. Could have been torn ACL, torn MCL, whatever. Then he comes back after being carted off the field. Comes back in the second half and lights it the fuck up. And by the way, clearly on pain medication. That guy oh. who's... That guy was high high as fuck. And he probably didn't even know where he was throwing the ball to sometimes. He was probably just like, I'm just going to chuck this up. And his wide receivers did most of that work. So, Yeah, but, dude, he had to to get that ball where they could catch it. And he was – I mean – and, like, it's it's frustrating because you still have those people who want to try to tell you that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are, like, are are one and the same, which they're they're both number one and two in the league. There's no doubt. But – you will never convince me unless Aaron Rodgers in these final – he's on the back nine of his career. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers wins another three Super Bowls, then you know what? I'll give you that argument. But he's won what? One? Yeah. Super Bowl? And, no, just just one. And I remember texting you that night when he went out too. I was like, oh, what did I say? I'm trying to look for it now. I, said, I remember texting you that night about Aaron Rodgers and you were just like stoked. Stoked that he was hurt? No. What did I say? I did said, I black out? Oh, I was – I forget what I said, but you were happy about it. I think you have him on a fantasy team, right? Oh, I oh no, no, no. I thought it was laugh out loud funny only because – and, like, listen, I'm not one of these guys who roots for people to get hurt. But laugh out loud funny when people use all these top picks on, like, Le'Veon Bell and Aaron Rodgers, and they're both giving you issues this early. All right, next. Ric Flair married for the sixth time. Married another woman. The guy is 69 years old. Perfect age for Ric Flair. Russell That's Westbrook. Had arthroscopic knee surgery on his right knee today. Uh, apparently, it was just maintenance. Connor, you're the basketball guy. Yeah, you, it happened. Kyrie Irving had a little maintenance, um, little maintenance issues this season, so it's a little scary. Little scary. All right, uh, Josh Allen to get the start this week for the Bills after Nathan Peterman led the Bills to get embarrassed. They <laughs> lost forty-seven to three. I'm telling you, I was at the Patriots game on Sunday when they put that score up on the scoreboard of the Bills and 
the Ravens. I I I thought it had to be fake. Forty to nothing. Oh, forty yeah, like some, to nothing. Some kind of stick joke. Come on, that was hilarious. Joe Flacco, <laughs> MVP. He's an MVP candidate right now. Bills made him look so good. You can't, you can't, you can't lose that much. Speaking of getting embarrassed, Michael, Matt, Michael Patricia, Matt Patricia and the Lions got demolished that in his coaching much. debut by the Jets. Mm, that was that was a funny game to watch. I thought it was going to be entertaining, and it was. The offense and the Jets' offense and defense, they were killing it. Every play was just like a touchdown almost. Dude, and like, and everybody's everybody's like looking at Sam Darnold now, like, oh, this guy can be the next big thing, which it very well could be, but I'm not going to give anything on that because no, no Matt Patricia and and it's like Patriots fans kicked him on his way out. We saw the guy had some gaps in his defensive game plan, like he like he he never ever ever had pressure on the quarterbacks, the opposing quarterbacks, and the Patriots have that now. Whether or not that's because of him or because of Bill. Whatever, you know, Bill calls the shots. If Bill sees something wrong, he's going to change it. But, I mean, God damn. God damn. Sam Darnold, youngest quarterback in NFL history to start a game, and he smoked you. Smoked you. Yeah, he was tossing up some nice balls, too. Like, Robbie, the first touchdown of Robbie Anderson. Anderson, That was a nice pass and a nice catch overall. It's a good play. Dude, and, and Robbie Anderson, a good player. If Sam yeah, Donald, if, if Sam Donald actually, league, yeah, if Sam Donald actually get arrested good, soon, that's true. If Sam Donald actually is like legit, then Robbie Anderson could also be very legit. Very, very, very legit. Uh, Greg Olson refractured the same foot that kept him out of most of the season last year. Surgery is not expected. The Red Sox became the first team to clinch first. Uh, birth playoff birth postseason birth after last night's win over the Jays. Uh, and then lastly, sad news of the week. Mac Miller died on Friday age of 26 due to a drug overdose. RIP uh, knock, knock will forever be a jam. 2009 is one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. that he ever did. So and then, times. and then Donald Trump was fucking fire when we were in high school. <laughs> I, I bumped that thing all the time. Not not so much now, but back in the day, I bumped it almost every week. Oh, and you, you know what? I forgot to add this in, too, to the – oh, my God. I forgot to add this into the week. I we forgot the Red Sox are on right now. Red Sox, yeah, I'm watching that right now. That's why I said, oh, my God. So David yeah, Price – David Price, I forgot to add this part in. David Price said uh, – he was asked yesterday, I think it was Mass Live, Maybe. Sorry if I got that wrong. But David Price was asked if he plans on uh, leaving the Red Sox next year because, as we know, he can opt out. And he was like, why would I leave here? This team's good. Why would I leave an opportunity to win like this? So if he's not lying, it sounds like David Price. And, you know, that could be PR. It could be PR. But whether or not you're a David Price fan or not, like that's that means that we basically the Red Sox Boston has David Price for another four years it sounds and, like and then he's gonna retire he's gonna retire Boston Red Sox he's gonna retire Boston Red Sox with all of that money in his pockets oh, 32 so million dollars that's absurd hey but he's, right. he's worth it all right you know what let's uh let's save the big topic for last we'll just run through these first two quick uh but first I gotta tell you guys about something because we've got an official up in this bitch Connor you know what it is it's Thrive Thrive Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Let me give you guys this rundown. Do you love fantasy sports, but you're tired? Connor, are you tired of the same damn thing of selecting a lineup, 
Playing them like you would in your year-long fantasy league. Stop it, guys. Stop it, guys. Stop. Join Thrive Fantasy today to get a whole new look at your daily fantasy sports. Instead of throwing together a lineup based off of value of your players, you get to choose from only the top players in the game, whether it's the NBA, MLB, NFL, or NHL. It's all prop bet based, baby. So what that means is you select a player and their prop bet, and based on the odds, if you select that prop bet, you get even more points. I'm already on this app. Oh, Connor, it's nuts. It's nuts. Is it that good? Wow. Oh, Connor, it's nuts, boy. And you, I mean, you should be using it. You should do do it once. Do it once. All four sports. Do it once. You're going to be hooked. I'm already on this app, and I can't get back to regular daily fantasy sports. I can't do it. I just cannot do it. Go over to any one of our blogs or click on the Thrive Fantasy image on the CouchGuysSports.com home screen. Sign up. And immediately deposit $10. And guess what? What? They're, they're going to match that $10. Shit. No but way. you have to deposit the $10 immediately upon sign up. So That's all you have to put in? You get, yeah, 10 bucks. And you Level get 10, 10 bucks. bucks. You got 20 bucks to play with. And the games are cheap. The games are cheap. So you don't even have to spend all that 20 bucks right away. $10 is nothing. Is it like a dollar game? $2 games? It's dollar games. It's $3 games. I actually don't know if it's dollar games, but the, the games are cheap. I'm it's simple. It's simple. And I'm a high roller. I don't play those dollar shits. Uh, it's simple. Better. It's simple and it's easy. ThriveFantasy.com is the new look of daily fantasy sports. Join today and believe me, guys, you're going to be hooked. Thrive Fantasy. Try it out today. All right. First topic, first main topic, first media topic. Des Bryant says that he's probably coming to the Patriots. So Des Bryant was at a uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z concert last night. And he... Apparently, according to a guy, forget what the guy was, forget who the guy was, but he said that sources at the concert were telling him that Des Bryant was going around telling people that he's most likely going to sign with the Patriots. I mean, Connor, what are your thoughts on that first? I mean, Actually, we, we've never, we've never we, even gotten your opinion on this. What do you think about Des do you Would you want Des Bryant on the Patriots, first of all? Would I want him? Why not? If it's not going to take much to get him here, why not? Sign him for the year and see what well, happens. He's I mean, said that he wants a big deal. Well, he's not going to get that big deal. Even if it's a one-year, even if it's a one-year thing, he's he not going to get that money that he wants. He's going to get underpaid, which he should. He hasn't played football in so long. Why? I don't get why he wouldn't just take a cheap one-year deal to show everybody that he still has it. And if he kills it, then he helps us win a Super Bowl. Yeah, if we have him and he returns to like what he did a few years ago, I don't see why we can't win a Super Bowl with him in our offense. He's an elite. What well, used to be an elite wide receiver. I don't know what he is now, but he must have been drunk the other night. He must have had too many Bud Lights or whatever he was drinking, telling people that he was going to be signed with the Patriots because we are from New England and we haven't heard anything about him coming to New England yet. Yeah, no, and, and if he was actually coming here, I'm sure that would have leaked by now. And oh, I definitely. mean, like, like, do you know, I, to me, all this is is him telling people that he's probably telling people this with the intention of like of wanting this to get out into the media like it is. So then other teams who are even thinking about it, because I'm sure there are teams thinking about it who need receiver depth, like the Patriots do. The Patriots do need receiver depth. But I'm sure I'm sure all this was was to get the word out so then somebody could be like, okay, shoot, we need to get this guy. The Patriots are going to get him. We have to sign him quick. So this could all just be a ploy to get him on a team quickly. 
Oh yeah, he's using his brain. Maybe he doesn't want to go to. I mean, he tweeted the other day that he would love to play like line up with Gronk and Edelman. Gronk, guys Edelman, like Hogan, yeah, Hogan, because yeah. then he'll, he'll get that guaranteed one-on-one matchup. Xander Bogarts just made a fucking hell of a play. Uh, but no, I think this was just absolutely all a ploy. And uh, and the reason I don't think he's coming here is because the Patriots just signed Corey Coleman, who's a deep threat, and they're giving him an opportunity. So if he's if he just got signed here, I don't see why they would go out inside Des Bryant too. I mean, yeah, the Patriots receiver depth isn't that deep, but I mean, think about it now. You've, if if Coleman stays on the roster, you've got Coleman, you've got uh, Edelman when he comes back, Hogan, Patterson, right, and Philip yeah. Dorsett. You have and Dorsett who killed it. Yeah, I mean, at that point, if you bring Des Bryant in, then you have a lot of. I just feel like he doesn't really fit that mold well. I just, I, 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 I don't think, I think if he came here, I don't think it would be a big issue because the Patriots have good luck and they've been very good at controlling players like that with bad attitudes. But I mean, at the same time, I just don't know if it's necessary anymore, especially with the signing of Corey Coleman. They do have a, they do have a, an open roster spot. But watch him come and him be like, just like Randy Moss, like older guy. He's on like the last heel of his career, last thing of his career. Watch him come in and just kill it. He could be the yeah. next Randy Moss. That's the thing, though. Like he could. I mean, he's not as good as Randy Moss was ever. Like, but he could be like that. I don't see why we didn't want to just throw some money at him and be like, "Hey, you come if you don't perform, whatever. You're done. You're done after the year. But if you perform well, you're gonna help us win a Super Bowl." And they could always cut him too if he becomes a problem. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, Take I a mean, risk I, on him. I overall, it's just going back to what I said before, I just don't believe that the Patriots have any intention of signing him right now, or at least even if they do, I don't think he knows that. Has he, has he even been, has he even been in for a workout? Uh, Maybe in the summer. No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I forget. He's got to have a friend on the Patriots. He's, he's been around the league for so long. He has to have a guy's number on the Patriots. There's, there's gotta be something. He's probably talking to someone on the team about maybe playing in the future. And he's been begging begging for the Patriots to sign him. I mean, like on Instagram, he was like, Tom Brady is literally like my favorite player in the league. And then yeah. that com- that comment he made the other, yeah, he, the other day, I mean, recently on Instagram, he was like, Tom Brady is my favorite player in, in the league. And then he's talking about all the receiving options with the Patriots and how he would get one-on-one matchups. I mean, not to repeat he's myself, right. but he would, he would, he'd probably fit well here. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they need him. <laughs> See, you I, don't even know. I th- I would love to have him. I, I don't not? think they I don't think they need him. But if he came here, a the content would be great. We'd have something to talk about more because that's why oh, yeah. the New England Patriots and working with Tom Brady, the guy was really good not too long ago. Maybe that can rejump his career. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> All right, next Chris Sale Cy Young Award, baby. So. Let's talk about this. So Chris Sale just came back last night after about a month on his for his second stint on the DL. So he, he went on the DL after his July 27th start, left shoulder inflammation, came back after like a week, and pitched five innings against Baltimore. The Orioles threw 12 strikeouts, only made it through. And, uh, and then they threw him back on the disabled list with, again, left shoulder inflammation. And they kept him out until yesterday, September 11th. And he threw one inning. 
The game plan was two innings or 40 pitches. He went one inning and 26 pitches, and then he finished out in the bullpen, which I've never seen before. Uh, and I get Alex Cora's reasoning. Wild. Because I get Alex Cora's reasoning, though, because you don't want to bring him back out, only pitch 14 pitches, and then have to go bring a, bring a guy in. You, you want to try to bring in a reliever uh, with a clean inning. That's, that was the game plan. So, I mean, the, but the question is, we're not even really talking about the injury here. We just want to... We want to kind of hit on Chris Sale. Can he still win the Cy Young Award after missing so much time? Because he missed a little over a month altogether. And we have other pitchers who are deserving of it in baseball and in the American League. I'm not going to count Corey Kluber. I'm actually just going to say there's one guy who really deserves it. Um, So before I say that name. It might be the same person I'm thinking of, though. It it, it has to be. Is it? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Blake Snell. Yeah, I was gonna say Blake Snell. Yeah, it, ha- it has to be Blake Snell. Blake Snell's so, a good guy. So Chris, so Chris, he's <laughs> good dude. Chris, good dude, just, just Blake, good dude. <laughs> Blake good Snell, guy. good guy, very good, good guy. guy. We got some beers together one time. He's a great dude. Great dude. <laughs> we do anything for you. Give the shirt off your back. Do absolutely anything for you. Chris, so Chris Sale, one seventy six opponents batting average right now, one point nine six uh, ERA, point eighty five WHIP, twelve and four record. I think he's made twenty four starts, if I remember that right. Blake Snell, 19-5 and five record, 203 ERA, uh, 98 whip, 0.98 whip. And as far as I know, Blake Snell, I actually didn't even check this, Blake Snell hasn't really missed any time. Yeah, he's so, missed more innings than Sale has, too. He 20 has more innings. 20, are you looking at the stats right now? Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good boy. So, with that being said, I think the only opportunity for Chris Sale to not win the Cy Young Award is if people look at the injuries, because if... If, if you just go based off these numbers, if you pretend hypothetically that Chris Sale didn't miss any time, then the award goes to Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Then the award goes to Chris Sale. But if you look at the fact that he did miss a month, then you got to give the award to Blake Snell. And if the injury actually does affect your – or the, the, the missing of time does affect your decision-making with the Cy Young Award, then you got to give it to Blake Snell. Me personally – me personally, I think if Chris Sale continues the way that he did for the rest of the season, he's probably going to have three or four more starts, I would say. It's September 12th today, Wednesday, September 12th. His last start is projected to actually be against the Yankees. in Yeah, New- the last three games. Uh, well, he's not going to pitch all, all the last three games. but <laughs> well, well, he's going to pitch one of the last three games in New York. So Hopefully. So he's going to have three or four more starts, and if he pitches his ass off, if he pitches the way that he's been pitching all year, then th- you got to give the guy the Cy Young Award. Do we? Yes, you I have mean, to. It was only a month. If the guy missed two months, if that's he goes out, story. if he goes out and gets three wins and keeps his ERA under two, then yes, you have to. But if he goes out and gets two wins, gives up some runs, his ERA goes up a little bit, I think you give it to Blake Snell or Kluber. I don't even know why. I'm looking at this predictor thing now. It says that Kluber is in first. Blake Snell's right. third in the run. I don't know. I'm looking at the stats. He has a better ERA. Well, Snell has Not a better Blake ERA. Snell. No, no. Snell has a better ERA. They have the same amount of strike. Snell has one more strikeout and less innings pitched than Kluber does. That's so, Corey Kluber's not even in the picture for me. It's either going to be yeah. Chris Sale or it's going to be uh, Blake Snell. And Chris Sale, I'm telling you, if he pitches – the way that Chris Sale's been pitching all season, then 
you got to give the guy the Cy Young Award. If he can even if his ERA touches one nine zero, you got to give him the Cy Young Award. Oh, because yeah, I I know I know he missed a little over a month, but I don't think that should affect it too much. If it if it was more than it. By the way, real quick side note, squirrel moment. My throat still destroyed from Sunday. I went to the Patriots and Red Sox game, so if my voice doesn't sound as sexy smooth as it usually does. That's because my voice is still rattled from Sunday. I think it's anyway. Sexy. Anyway, it's raspy. Oh baby. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Chris Dale, one nine six ERA. The guy has been unbelievable this season. If it's oh, it was only a little over a month. He's still the best pitcher in baseball. He's still the guy you want on your team. That's why you got to give the award to Chris Sale. Not to take away anything from Blake Snell. And the argument you could make for Blake Snell is that he's had more opportunity, I guess, to, to create these numbers and maybe get shelled. While Chris Sale did well, take off. I mean, Snell, like, look at, he's on a pretty, how the, how the Rays doing this year? Is their record that good? The no, Rays, the Rays are actually not bad. Yeah, okay, they're over 500. But I mean, think if Snell was on the Red Sox with all those leads he would get. I feel like he would have a better record if he was on the Sox, or he, he's, I think he would pitch even a little bit better. Five. Yeah, no, but I feel like he would even have like a lower ERA because he he wouldn't have to go out and be like, all right, well, my team's losing these games. If he was on the Sox, like switch him out, put him in Price's pitching order or whatever, where he pitches in the order, I think he would kill it i think he'd be better than sale like i don't think i don't think that is anything this to do year with it. this year this year i think i went don't even don't even pay attention to the win-loss record you pay attention pay attention to era no, whip, I'm, I'm paying yeah era I mean, bonus ERA batting average he could still finish the year with an era under two if he finishes off with an era under two that's he a different could. story that's a different discussion then then you might actually have to give the the uh award to blake snell but as it stands right now, if the season ended today, and if Chris Sale, if Chris Sale continues to dominate for these next four starts, then it's I, to me it's simple. You gotta you gotta get you got to give it to Chris Sale. It's gonna be close. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be. All right, uh, last one for the night. Serena Williams, big controversy of the U.S. Open. Somehow Connor fucking missed this whole thing. Oh, I, I must. Te- I texted Connor, text Connor earlier today. I was like, we're going to talk about the Serena Williams thing. He was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was dumbfounded. Serena big, Williams. Who's the that? Biggest, the biggest story in sports. That's like a week. And I just totally missed it. That was. I, that I haven't was, watched any television. I haven't looked on any sports websites for the past probably week. You just have I've to go on so Twitter. I, I did go on Twitter. I guess I don't, I don't have a big. I don't follow a big tennis crowd, I guess. Neither do I. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know Couch how I guy, missed it. Couch guy's written about it. Stephen Brown wrote about it. Our tennis guy. Oh, we have a tennis hey, guy. Wait, speaking of which, our tennis I'm guy. I'm so out of the loop. One of the best in the biz. You know why? Because this guy isn't afraid to get in the mud. He has written so many articles. Yeah. He's written so many articles. And when I post on <laughs> Facebook, people get Oh yeah, one of our friends' moms just went crazy off on him. I was like, "Whoa!" She got so. But he keeps. But oh, so he's a tennis guy. Yeah, but it's but it's not only him. It's I mean, it's it's not only. I mean, it's not only that. Like he's he's. I posted a few blogs by him where we've had a few people just go in on him, but he fights back. That's awesome. (laughs) That's what we need. Yeah, I love it. I love him. 
Um, but he, so he wrote about it. I actually texted him before this because, okay, so, so full disclosure, Connor, me and Connor both just not big tennis guys. So there, a lot went down to the U.S. Open final. Uh, she being Serena Williams is playing Naomi Osaka, Osaka, uh, probably shouldn't do that. Naomi Osaka. She won the U.S. Open. So what happened? So what's up, Naomi? What's up, Naomi? So first off, let's start off. Serena received a rare warning for receiving coaching from her coach, who was sitting in the second row of the U.S. Open final on Saturday. Uh, Serena went up to the umpire and was like, straight up, like, I was not receiving coaching. I wouldn't cheat. I'm a damn mother. Like, she's throwing the mother thing in there. And, uh, so dumb. Yeah, so she throws that in there, and she gets a warning, whatever. And apparently that happens all the time, and nobody ever gives it to her. Or nobody, nobody ever gives warnings for that. But, you know, a rule's a rule, so whatever. We'll talk about that in a sec. But later in the match, after she already has a warning, she slammed the fuck out of her racket, which is a big warning. And I then she that. goes over at the umpire, screams at him, and he docked her a game. Right? I might be getting the sequences. You I know, don't even know what that means. but so, she, so, I, so that's what I asked Stephen Brown about this. So she goes over there, screams at him, demands an apology from him. The guy docks her a fallout game. It was just like, you know what, Serena, you got to fucking relax, doctor game. So what that means, let me read you the Stephen Brown. I'll, read you, I'll just read you what I, what I said to Stephen Brown. Said, hey, said, hey, Stephen, explain to me what's be, what a being doctor game means in regards to Serena. He goes, well, IDK, how much you know about tennis, but basically you need to win six games to win a set. And to win a game, you need to be the first to four points by two, in parentheses, being very specific. Again, fire tennis guy. So being a doctor game means that instead of Osaka, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Probably <laughs> Osaka, not. Osaka serving and having to win those four points. She just wins the game as if she won the necessary four points. I hope that makes sense. So, that makes so, sense. She, so they just gave her a game, basically. They gave Osaka a game. Four points. Yeah, that's pretty big. That is if pretty big. If it takes big. four, six to win a set or four to win a set, whatever you said. Whatever. She just won a free, free game. That sounds like it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, well, yeah, Connor, let me tell you. Let it's me a tell big you. deal. I know you haven't following this week, but it's been a pretty big deal. <laughs> the biggest story in sports. And then she brought, like, sexist into it. She was yeah. like, he was, she was like, you wouldn't do that to a man. I'm like, Serena, so, you get up. So here's the thing with the sexism thing. I think it's clear after these, for these past couple instances in the U.S. Open that the U.S. Open is a little sexist. Because, like, with the thing that we talked about on here, Eliza Cornette, I think that's how you say her name. I don't know how to say these people's names. She's a French tennis player. She took off her shirt. She got a warning for taking off her shirt at the back of the court. Uh, apparently, guys do that all the time. And they just don't get shit for it. And now, Serena, te- guy tennis players tend to uh, yell at the umpires a lot, and they don't really get any penalties. Serena does it. She gets a penalty. So that's where the sexism thing comes in. And... So here's my thoughts. That's the rundown of what happened. From everything I've gathered about this, and before anybody chirps me and goes, you don't know anything about tennis. You don't get to say anything about (laughs) tennis. I don't give a fuck. I've learned enough about this. I've read enough about this. So listen up, bitch. I'm listening. They're both in the wrong here. The umpire, it's the U.S. Open final. It's the, it's, I think, I think for again, from what I know from tennis, it's a big deal. It's the biggest. It's one of the biggest tennis. It's one of the biggest deals in the world. It's a it's a big dick swinging tennis match. So, 
to give her a warning for yelling, for slamming your racket, yes, absolutely. For but for giving her a warning for a uh, getting coaching when everybody else does it, that's a tough time to do it. If you want to start enforcing that rule, you don't do it during the U.S. Open final. No, you do it in like the preliminary rounds or something. Yeah, I don't know. And, and, and so so they're aware of that by the end. And from what I understand, they just never give out that warning. So to give out that warning in the U.S. Open final, whatever, that's tough. But to defend the umpire, and actually, too, by the way, the coach, Connor, again, who hasn't heard a thing about this, the coach <laughs> also came out and was like, yeah, I was coaching her from the stands. So, okay. like, so, and that's that's my problem with Serena. Serena goes up to the umpire and was like, I was, I was not being coached. Yeah, I she wouldn't lie about never it. See. And then the coach was like, yeah, I was coaching her from the stance. So, so the makes coach, her look bad. It, it makes her look very bad. And then, so so Serena, temper tantrum, completely unnecessary. You need to fucking relax. If you're not walls. trying to get it, if you're not, like, so here's here's my problem with it. If you know the possibility that you might get docked a game, then you need to chill the fuck out. Because you're in the U.S. Open final. You need to just chill the fuck out. Like, well, what are you, what are you she doing? Was getting, she was getting her ass handed to her and that, that other girl that, was that from what i saw i watched some highlights like after you texted me and we knew we were going to be talking about this she was kicking her ass the other girl she she had a hell of a game so she was probably just frustrated she was getting beat by like this girl was 23 well, if, if she yeah or yeah she was young she's, she's young she's our age if if serena if serena was winning that match it would have been a totally different story she wouldn't have been slamming exactly. a racket and, and everything she would have laughed it off but that's my problem. If she knew that that was a possibility to lose a game, uh, to, to, to get docked a game, then don't act like that. Don't react like that. And I'm going to say that for a guy, too. I don't care. This isn't sexist. This is just being smart about this. You're in the U.S. Open final. You can't risk that. You just can't risk that. That'd be it's, like Tom Brady crying over a call in the Super Bowl. Like, no, it's even, even kicked different. Out. Yeah. Even different. Let's say it's a guy... It's it's a it's a player in the, like the World Series. Let's say it was David Ortiz in the World Series when he was playing. He argues a ball and strike call that he that he you know if, if you don't want to get thrown out, don't argue that to that to the, to the level that she was at because she was screaming and she was yelling and she was pouting. Don't do that if you know a, that's a, if you know that's a possibility. Don't do it. And she's a role model to so many people, not just young girls, but to like young tennis players and. Everybody all over the world. She's one of the biggest role models in the world. Athlete so, role models. So the biggest the, the biggest victim of this entire thing between the umpires screwing up, between Serena screwing up, was definitely Naomi, the girl who won, or, or Naomi Osaka. She mm-hmm. she <laughs> you think you think she's a cat? You think she's uh, a cat? She's, she's a cutie. Oh. If so, you're listening, hit, hit me up. So she. So she's up there on stage and like, and and the crowd. Obviously, Serena's a big fan favorite. Serena's up there on stage with Naomi, and the in the U.S. Open is booing her, booing the booing the just booing during the the ceremony. And Naomi actually admitted that she thought they were booing her, but they were just booing the situation. And this poor girl, like she just won the U.S. Open, and she goes up there and she feels like shit. Like she's up there. And she even she takes the microphone. And she was like, "I know you guys wanted Serena to win. Like, no, don't like." And she basically apologized for mm-hmm. winning the U.S. Open and for beating Serena. Like that sucks. That was so sad. It was sad to watch. Yeah, that sucks. Like this poor girl. 
This poor girl just won the U.S. Open, won probably the biggest tennis match of her life. Oh, and yeah, no, no. definitely the biggest tennis match of her life. And now she's apologizing because you guys feel bad or because you guys are mad that Serena threw a temper tantrum on the court and the umpire was being a little bit more strict than usual. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't like don't take that away from her. Like if I'm in the stands, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, guys, stop this. This is bullshit. I don't know. I can't. I tennis, can't be. Uh, I can't it's be, a weird scenario she got put in. It, it was. It was different. And like I said, the umpire shouldn't have been calling those calls. Uh, yeah, but the, Serena also shouldn't have been cheating. Exactly. Well, not only that, it's just Serena shouldn't have acted the way she was acting because she she brought the final penalty on herself by acting the way she was acting. Yeah, and the, now this is going to be talked about every time the U.S. every year when the U.S. Open happens. It's going to be brought up. This is going to be a thing now because, like, it's like when all those other – like, back, was is McEnroe the guy that had, like, a temper tantrum one day, one year? He, al- he always threw temper tantrums. Yeah, he's always put on blast for that. This will be shown every single year. She's going to get criticized for this every year. So that's what's going to happen. So, so that's the thing now. Now that they're calling these things against Serena, in order to – in order to really prevent these – or just to not look like a bunch of sexists – you now have to call warnings and shit on the male tennis players on Federer. You got to call it on uh, Rafael Nadal. You have to call it on these big these big male tennis stars for when they freak out. Because if you don't, yeah. then you look sexist. Then, Does that happen then, a lot? I don't know if that. Ha- I don't watch guy, tennis, guy tennis, tennis guy. players do freak out on the umpires, and they usually don't get the warnings that Serena did, which do is they, where the sexism comes in. Do they but, break their rackets? But here's the thing. Uh, no, but see, that's the thing. Like, that's not even a problem. Like, everybody admits right there, even I bet you Serena would, I don't know if she has yet, that that should have been called. But the coaching thing and the arguing thing, that's a little different because because everybody apparently does it, and that's just not the, that's not the time to be enforcing those rules if you usually don't enforce those rules. That's just not the time. All right, anything else, Connor? Um, Socks are up one nothing. Stocks are up one nothing. You know, that's do, that's what's up. Let's do a little post show. I got who, uh, who scored. I got I got, got uh, Devers scored. Devers. I have uh, I have Drew White's bachelor party this weekend. Yeah, I heard I heard about that. That's gonna be fun. I get to work at uh, Patriots Place this weekend and serve the great people that are going to the Ed Sheeran concert till one o'clock in the morning. Are the Patriots playing in Jacksonville this weekend? Yeah, their next two games are away. Okay. I don't know why, um, but um, yeah, I get to be listening to Ed Sheeran all weekend. That's sick. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's the show. Uh, it was a pretty good show. We got we got nothing else here. Um, what else could we talk about? I don't know. No, nothing else. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, just real quick on David Price. You ever, you ever, Connor? You ever have a girl that you? Not lately. That you just that you know is gonna hurt you in the future, but you just keep on going back. Oh, I keep going back for more every time. I'm like a little puppy out there. That's David Price. Because David Price, for these the the entire second half, has been looking incredible. He's he knows he's but finally you... he finally has admitted that his velocity is down. So now he's painting the corners with his two seam fastball and his cutter. But I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get my hopes up. It's going to be Aaron Judge versus David Price 
<laughs> in game two of the ALDS, and Aaron Judge is going to hit the ball to Japan. Oh, all the way to Japan. It's going to go so far. He's, he's going to rip our hearts out. Price is going to make me cry. I'm, I'm going to be texting you, and I, I want to see you crying when Price does this. We, we might be together. We were talking about going to the game. Oh yeah, if we uh, do, we want to go to a price game. I don't want to. I don't want to. See, cry I want to. I want to be part of it though. I want to. I, I don't want to see you, a grown man, crying in public. No, I want to be part of it though. If he does, if he kicks ass. Oh, if he kicks ass, and yeah, I want. I want to be there. Legit. I want to go to any game, whatever the cheapest game is. I want to go to it. But he's gonna break. Yeah, I know he's gonna break our fucking hearts. All no, right. Not. Don't say that. I have high hopes. I don't. Couchcast Sports Loose Change Podcast. Episode 75. I can't believe there's been 75 episodes. It's episode 75 in the books. Woo! At Big C. Is it still Big C on Twitter? Uh, at Big underscore C19. Uh, <laughs> big underscore C19. Exactly. Got to get it right. Patty Schofield. I don't know what Pat's Twitter handle is. Just look him up. Pat Schofield. He's typing it in right now. Uh, Follow gonna... me on Twitter. It's, at uh... the it, it's P-S-C-H-O-6053. And uh, go follow him. And yeah, go follow him. Buy all of our shit on the Couch Guys Sports Store. Buy the Mookie Bets. It's time to party shirt. That shit is fire. Buy it before the playoffs. Follow us on everything at Couch Guys Sports, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Loose Change Pod on Twitter. And Thrive Fantasy. Download it. Go back, listen to the ad. Click our link. Go boom. Put, boom, put, some, boom. put a, put a thousand dollars on there. Just go ahead and do it. Sign up, put $10 in. You get $10 match. It's a beautiful thing. So match it up to $10. Come on, guys. It's stupid easy. Couch Guest Sports, Blue Change Podcast, in the books. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.